Just a little gift package here uh, for for us to take home, and uh, I guess we even got a sponsor sign up on the, <laughs> the window and everything. So we're the I guess we're the real deal if we're picking up a little sponsorship here along the way. <laughs> I'm still not sure anybody's out there listening. But. I'm kind of one of those people. That I never want to say anything's the real deal because I'm sure then it's going to fall through the floor. Yeah, if you just yeah. kind of say we're in work in progress, then, then <laughs> that's a go. wood desk in front of you, John. Just start knocking. <laughs> well let's uh uh maybe begin here just by uh you know letting laura share a little bit but welcome to the radio show uh uh, maybe first, what have you been listening? What do you think? You know, I have been, and I um, have had a hard time in a sense because where I am from seven to eight, I can listen with no interruptions. But then I have to go to work, and the phone's ringing and all of that. So then I'm tending to have you on the backside, but yet excited to get home to then turn it on and be able to listen to the whole thing. And then I did not realize that I could actually see what was going on. That was even funnier <laughs> because I thought their expressions during the morning when I'm listening and then to see that night actually you know John's on his computer and Paul Paul was sitting up you know as orderly as ever and and Joe's over there I thought so that was really really nice I did not realize that they were um that they did that stream it live yeah Yeah, so if you're out there listening you can pick up the stream go to Father John or my Facebook site um maybe there's some other places but you can just pick up the live stream so you could watch it if you want uh, as well as the Lamb app. There's an app you can pick up so that if you're not just at a radio station, you're on the go or something, you're in your car maybe. Uh, well, I guess if you're in your car, you probably got the radio station. Uh, but the Lamb app yeah, is really Yeah, don't go awesome to the Facebook too. page if you're in your car. <laughs> well, if you're the passenger. <laughs> yeah, no texting and driving and no being on your phone while you're driving. Amen, <laughs> Safety at all costs. Amen. So uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I am a mother. I have four children and a wife. I live in Canton, South Dakota. Um, and I could not believe this morning, I was telling when I came in, I left at a quarter after six, and I thought, holy smokes, the traffic, there were cars everywhere. I'm like, wow, people are up driving at this time. Mm. <laughs> so that was kind of interesting to see all the, I thought, I better get there on time. Those boys will be wondering where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> and lo and, and then, behold. <laughs> and then I was actually on time, and I'm wondering where they are at. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I um, work for my husband. And we own um, Woods Roofing and Nice Bats. We also purchased a monument company a few years ago, um, Paulson Monuments. It's been around since 1968. So that's located in Canton, too, on Highway 18 there. Um, We're there to help families, you know, do pre-need or at-need monuments to help mark the resting place for their loved ones, which I absolutely love. I said, finally, at the age of 49, I think I finally found what God wanted me to do. Um, And so on the sidelines, I bought um, Paulson and monument name tags so during the day i can at least wear that name tag so if people come in for woods roofing i can really say i really pulse the monuments but i'll help you with woods roofing <laughs> you, you need a name tag four name tags you know you there need you the go. Woods roofing. Uh, so you're an entrepreneur you and a businesswoman well i guess that's what it's called like john said a work in progress just trying to follow what god's call is and where he's leading me Um, And through uh, why we purchased Paulson Monuments was because we had created a book that's called Remember Me, Never Forgotten, for people to remember to pray for the holy souls. And you can um, check that out at rememberMeBook.com. 
and take a look at that. So yeah, so that's kind of what we're we're doing down in Canton and holding the fort down there and what parish um, are you a part of? What's the Canton Parish? Well, St. Dominic's Parish, oh, actually, yeah, you're up here. Yep, is in Canton there with Father Jordan. And I do belong I to St. I ought to know Saint. this. You're my I ca- know, I know. <laughs> you're, you're one of my, ca- you're my sixth grade catechists. I know, I, I know it, I know it. But when the kids were homeschooled, I homeschooled the kids when they were younger, and there was a lot of activity going on at the cathedral. So I joined the cathedral at that time. Mm-hmm. And so since then, I've just stayed there. Um, the kids are now all in school, and I'm helping Joe teach CCD there at the family program and loving it and so we still belong there but still go in canton and my kids some of them are older now so they kind of go wherever wherever they want to go to now but um you cross your fingers wherever the good lord leads yeah yeah those days of bringing them all and sitting in the pew mom dad (laughs) all four kids dress perfect hair done no clothes behaving (laughs) are not so there now anymore (laughs) were were they there (laughs) (laughs) they were I'm sure they were. <laughs> they were all in order. I know it. <laughs> and, and we all sat perfectly in the front row at the cathedral when we were children for mom and dad. And yeah. as well. Gosh. I got to tell a quick story. I There's kids go to the bathroom during mass oh my gosh <laughs> and i didn't know this until obviously you become well, a priest don't you remember and, you doing well, it so and every time they do it and i'm like why are what are they doing like did, couldn't they have gone to mass like <laughs> before mass started like, like, like how come it's always right at the exact same time like their bladders must be like on, on you know we're, we're in the church we're into seasons and cycles and order and i thought well maybe their bladders are just ordered in a season and a cycle and then i kept thinking Wait a minute. That's the same time I used to leave the cathedral, <laughs> and you'd always wander down into the basement, and you maybe had to go to the bathroom, maybe you didn't, but you could definitely look at the grottos, uh, and you yeah. could kind of hang around, and, then, and you could walk that staircase, the staircase that spiral up staircase. And down. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was right after the prayers of the faithful. It, it yes, was, you'd sit down after the prayers of the faithful, and you know you just kind of. Uh, <laughs> You know, you're starting so anyway. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. It's it's fascinating though how how I can get worked up by something that I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. So continue back to yes. Laura. So now when everybody's in mass, they're gonna now notice, you know, all these kids getting up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, if if, if it doesn't about. have to be, please don't do it. We need somebody in mass. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's true too. I'm at the cathedral uh, Sunday mornings for religious ed, and depending upon which mass I end up at, you're there for most of them, and it it can be a free for all sometimes with kids downstairs in the bathroom because they're doing the same thing we did. Yeah. Years ago, yeah. You know? Oh yeah, and your buddy from across the pew, with, oh, yeah. you know, time. And I'm down there. Like, Stop running around down here. Shouldn't you be up in church? <laughs> they're looking at me like, who are you? <laughs> And our mom and dad probably didn't even notice that you guys were <laughs> What? They, went to, was they went to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dad was snoring in the pew. No, he was praying. <laughs> <laughs> and that head nod was yes, Jesus. <laughs> oh, yes. Jesus. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, so I got, a, I got a question for you. Uh, I'm going to take over hosting. Uh what would you tell somebody else who's looking for what God's plan is for their life? You said you're how old? 45? Uh, Actually, I'm 49. 49? Yes, 49. And you said you just finally found what God is asking of your life. What would you tell somebody that hasn't found that? What I would say is I actually just picked up this book, um, Resisting Happiness, 
Ah, great book. Oh, my word. And I got to thinking about it, and I thought, you know what? That is exactly what was happening to me when God was calling me to put this book together. Remember me, never forgotten. I was resisting what God was asking me to do. He was asking me to step out of my comfort zone. He was asking me to um, ask people for help. He was asking me to... um, just do something I wasn't comfortable with. And I am not very far in that book. I got the CD, actually, to put in um, to put in the van to listen to. But it's, So I really think that if something is coming up against you and you're resisting it, really stop and pray about it and think, is this something that I'm supposed to move forward to? Or am I actually having a hard time... Um, is this, these guys, I have to tell you, they are distracting. distracting. <laughs> I'm trying to tell this story or talk, and he, Joe is taking these, these uh, uh, t-shirts and talking, and then he's holding up paper. This is why you want to watch it live streamed. Yeah. So I'm telling you, I okay. have lost total okay. train of thought. All right. I know is that if you have resistance coming up in your life, <laughs> sit back, pray about it, and think, this might be God asking you to do something to move forward because purchasing a monument business was not in our cards and financially I did not know how it was going to pan out or how we could do it but we actually just proceeded through it and allowed God to help us with it and I am telling you it is I absolutely love it and I look back at it and think wow what would have happened if I really would have taken all those fears and went to stepped forward? Where would I be today? And in that book, he says that. He says, what would the world be like today if all of us would stop resisting what God is asking us to do? Imagine the books that would be published. Imagine the um, people who would be given their stories, people who would be starting businesses. I mean, it's really, really interesting. And I think that really came to me about... Paulson Monuments and the book mm-hmm. is um, the resistance. So I would say start looking at that in your life. Amen. Great. Well, uh, we just, More just got a text. I just got a text uh, that saying how awesome the show already is, and we're 15 minutes <laughs> in. But it's from Paul. From Father Paul. <laughs> we have one listener. <laughs> yeah, we got one listener. It's like great. He leaves the show, and that's all. The only person that can text in and tell us that they're listening. And, oh, no, uh, too funny. But uh, we're we're excited. This is a, this is going to be a first time Vatican news and notes. Uh, I think. Father Paul's going to be calling in live here, and uh, our monthly news and notes is going to go straight from, come straight from the Vatican. So I don't know how how long or when. He, oh, we're oh. taking a break. <laughs> thanks, Heather. See, Heather does really run the show here. Uh, why don't we take a break? Thanks to Mount Marty for their sponsorship of the Ruttons Radio Show here, and welcome Laura as our guest. And we look forward to you joining us here in just a couple of minutes as Father Paul, live from Rome, joins us. For your interest in our <laughs> checking account, fee checking. Are you saying free or fee? Yes. Not all free checking is really free. Switch to one that is. Free plus checking from First Premier Bank. No fees, no minimum balance. Plus free online and mobile banking. Bill pay. Over 24,000 surcharge-free ATMs and more. Visit firstpremier.com slash free for details. Or stop by a location to switch today. First Premier Bank. Believe in possibility. Member FDIC. 
Did you miss your favorite local show on the Lamb Catholic Radio Network and want to know how to listen to it? Don't worry, we now have those shows archived on our Listen Live web player icons on lambradio.com. You can choose from shows including our morning show, Seize the Day, Let's Talk Mental Health with Dr. Marcy Moran, and Morning Star with Monsignor Charles Mangan. We also have interviews with special guests including Matt Marr and Jordan Roberts. Again, you can go to lambradio.com to find these shows archived on our Listen Live web player icons. Don't miss this opportunity to listen to local Catholic programming. Sometimes I wish it was a smooth ride, dear young to me, dear young to me. Oh, if I knew then what I know now, condemnation would have had no power. My joy, my me it's not your fault you never meant to carry this beyond the cross no. dear young man you are holy you are righteous you are one of the And now back to the Rutten Brothers. Here's Joe Rutten. All righty, welcome back to Lamb Catholic Radio. And uh, we're delighted to uh, have Father Paul Rutten live for Vatican News and Notes with us from Rome. The uh, The telephone connection didn't work going through. I'm, sh- I'm sure it's something on the Italian side of this whole deal. <laughs> uh, so, so Father Paul just called in, and so we got his we, he's FaceTiming here, here with us. So say hello, everybody, to Father Paul. Or Father Paul, say Hi, hello Father to Paul. Hello, Father Paul. FaceTiming with no face. Yeah. <laughs> or you don't get to see his face. Yeah. No, that's all right. That's all right. It's all right. better that way. All right, Father Paul, let us know first, what time is it over there? Where are you at here in the day? It is 2.25. We just finished lunch. We ate a great lunch, as always, at the North American College. They feed us well here. 
so yeah, so we got lunch. So most of the guys are headed to take a nap right now. Oh man, I love that. <laughs> if I could oh, get yeah. a nap every day at two o'clock, oh, well, absolutely. don't tell my boss. Actually, sometimes <laughs> I do. You'd have uh, a lot got, of Donleys running on over to take a nap. <laughs> if the Donleys ran America, yeah, yeah, there would be a siesta at two. With the, uh, all right, well, give us a little update here. What do we got going on in Vatican News? What's happening in the city of Rome and with the Holy yeah, Father? You know, it's kind of exciting. Just this last Sunday, Pope Francis canonized seven new saints. Uh, so I think the last time we talked, I talked about Blessed uh, Jose Del, uh, Sanchez Del Rio, a uh, 14-year-old martyr. He was just canonized saint. Oh, uh, dude. Hey, if you're out, if, it, it, real quick, just a shout out. If you're out there listening, you got to check this kid out, man. Uh, 12 years old, joined the Cristeros uh, during the Mexican uh, persecution of the Catholic Church. I think people forget like what happened just 100 years ago in Mexico, but uh, it's pretty yeah. tragic. But So anyway, this, this young boy was just canonized. Awesome. Yeah. And then another priest got canonized. Uh, he was a roving uh, priest uh, down in Argentina, and they got him on a mule on his uh, picture at St. Peter's. So he's uh, this kind of big guy. Uh, you know, just kind of was a tough, tough guy, but yep. uh, did what he needed to do. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, so church is alive and well. It's, it's going. Amen. And it, it, there is, uh, I think, uh, a few people got red hats over the last couple of days, too. Yeah, you know, we were actually at that Mass. Oh, really? Uh, we, we had the blessing to be able to celebrate Mass with, with Pope Francis. Uh, and at the end of the you mass, can celebrate yeah. at mass with Pope Francis. Yeah, yeah, can wow. celebrate at mass with Pope Francis. Oh, it's uh, so difficult being a priest. Yeah, <laughs> 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 well, it's rough. At, Sabbaticals. At the end of the mass, he announces the new cardinals. Oh, nobody uh, knew it was coming. No, and somebody had said that even the cardinals didn't know. Leave it to uh, Francis, so, man. So, he keeps everybody on his toes, doesn't he? So, like, Tobin got a call at 3 a.m., letting him know that in a few hours he would be named a cardinal. You know what? One second, I should say. I, I, I led into this by talking about a red hat, but what I was alluding to was Pope Francis uh, named uh, 17, I believe, new cardinals um, to the Catholic Church. And Father Paul, real quick, what is a cardinal? A cardinal is one of the advisors to the Holy Father, and so it's, it's kind of his larger group uh, of uh, archbishops that advise him in various aspects of the church uh, runnings, and then eventually from that comes uh, the next Holy Father uh, for those who are in the, the age range. Uh, I don't remember exactly what the age is. Under 80. Uh, but they're voting members to all right, all right. the next uh, we're gonna We're going to put you on the spot here. All right. We're going to have a game show now, Father Paul. And we're going <laughs> to oh, put no. you and Father John on the spot. All right. Oh, Let's see no. how much the priests actually know. <laughs> All right, so Cardinals. How many voting Cardinals are there currently? 200. Uh, one without one the seven seven. Yeah. electors. So, so the, car the, car the Cardinals vote for the next Pope, and right. if they're under 80, they can participate in the vote. So how many Cardinals will participate? Total uh, will participate? Yeah, right now if the Pope died or retired. Without the 17 well, named? With the new 17. 200. Father Paul? 220. Oh, you both are way off. What? No. Yep, 120. 
120 oh, voting oh, cardinals. All right, and now, now it's public. Now it's public. <laughs> it's public. <laughs> Am I going to have to start studying before I come here? <laughs> uh, I love it. Well, I just did a little research uh, and I thought, is it, it really 120? Yeah, it's 120. Oh, sure, and uh, so, so it, it's really interesting because out of the 120, 44 of them have been uh, have been uh, designated by Pope Francis. So yeah. we are. We now do live in a world where John Paul II and Benedict XVI do have a large contingent of cardinals that they have named. But you see that they're the time we're you know we're all getting older, and so now Francis's uh, mark is being left. But one of the main things that he's done is diversified it uh, throughout the world to have more of a global representation of cardinals advising him instead of as Paul, you might know, a lot of times for it used to be just a boatload of Italians. Yep. And actually, he, he named a, a priest hmm. to the level of cardinal. He did? Wow. Oh, that's unusual. So usually it's an archbishop, it's a bishop somewhere, and they kind of know that at some point they'll they'll be named. Uh, this guy was just a parish priest. Oh, my uh, Lord. And he's going all the way to the top. Wow. <laughs> so, that's boy, crazy. that should be yeah, so. big news. <laughs> yeah, who that's is like he? That's a big deal. Is he an American? You know he's not I, an American, no, is he? No, 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 no. You know what? I think he's... Uh, Oh shoot! I think he's kind of in the the Balkan region or something. Uh, a difficult situation, but been just this great priest uh, serving the church, and, and the Pope wanted to make him a cardinal. Oh, was that uh, that was the guy who he like wanted to like um, like bring some attention to this very difficult area? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I heard that. Yeah, story. they also yeah. in in relationship to that too the the Syrian nuncio. Uh, Archbishop Mario Zanari, so he'd be an Italian, was named one too. Uh, but Syria, specifically, I think this is important because the Pope sure. acknowledged uh, his recognition of the Syrian country and the trials and tribulations that they're going through right now, and he called them his beloved and tormented people. Oh, uh, and oh, so wow. it's important that we remember just globally that uh, you know our Christian faith and in, in, in humanity is a global experience, uh, but yeah. Syria is a, is a mess, and uh, you know. There's a lot going on that we want to keep in our prayers. So, well, that's great, Paul. Uh, so you're, you, you and Father yeah. John are 0 for one on Rutten Trivia. Yeah. So that'll be great. We are well, bringing this segment back again. Hey, hey, hey <laughs> Father Paul, do you want to give a shout out to your school? We get, the school kids are getting ready and headed off to school right now. Maybe a couple of your parents oh, yeah. or kids are listening. Immaculate Conception School. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. They should be uh, all heading into school there and. Uh, learning something today so that'd be good uh i haven't really talked to too many of them so i've i've kind of uh taken the sabbatical seriously and yep. uh, I, I don't check too much email and i don't uh check facebook too often so you're so you're uh, on sabbatical paul uh father paul what, yeah. what does that mean tell us if uh, we don't know what that's all about yeah you know it's not just a, a uh a church thing, a sabbatical is found in education. It's found in, uh, you know, often even doctors and lawyers will do it. Uh, sabbatical is a time to step away from active work in your ministry and to sort of recharge or uh, to do a little bit of study, some prayer. Uh, so for, for me, uh, I'm part of a program here at the North American College uh, that brings priests from all the United States. We've got one Aussie and one, uh, one from New Zealand. Uh, one from Philippines as well. Is the Aussie uh, guy? Is the Aussie guy cool? Because <laughs> everyone from Australia is cool. Right? Well, you're you're automatically cooler if you have an accent. Like if you're ten percent cooler if you're in a foreign country because of your accent. It's like, man, that Australian guy, he's totally awesome. So anyway, uh, and we were just we were just in the Holy Land last week. Uh, so that was our what you were just in Jerusalem. 
Yeah, it was just, uh, and you know, it was really interesting. I was in the Holy Land for Yom Kippur, oh. uh, which is their Day of Atonement. Oh. Uh, so the entire city shut down uh, because the Jewish people don't do anything. They don't drive cars, nothing. It was totally shut down. So we, our bus driver couldn't drive us anywhere. Uh, so we just spent the day in, in the old city and toured the old city. Oh, that's uh, crazy. Just, yeah. What a day to be there. So Father Paul, do they sacrifice the lamb? Uh, no, no, they don't. They don't do any of that uh, anymore now because the temple's no longer there. Gotcha. Uh, so that whole aspect of their culture isn't present anymore. Now we, uh, um, you know, Islam. Islam still has their their practice of the sacrifice of the lamb, and it's. I think it's something that Christians forget is the reason the re, that we used to do this as a people, and why as a as a Judeo Christian people we don't do it anymore, and it's because the lamb was slain. It was Jesus Christ, yeah, and when absolutely. when. So when all of Islam sacrifices goats still uh, in, in reparation for their sins, you know, this is something that all of humanity, well, all of the monotheistic religions did until the destruction of the temple and uh, for us until the death of Christ. Yep, yep. Yeah, so, so it was good. We, uh, we, we traveled and saw the holy sites, spent time uh, in all the great places there. Well, I guess uh, that, answers my, that answers my next question. What was the highlight, Ben, of your sabbatical so far? You, you know, it, it's been a variety of things. Uh, one, I think, being able to can celebrate Mass with the Holy Father, uh, and then to distribute communion. Uh, and they did it really kind of interesting. They gave each of the priests, uh, not each, but a section of the priests, a ciborium with unconsecrated hosts. And then we consecrated the hosts that we were holding. Okay. And then we took those hosts out into a section of St. Peter's Square uh, and distributed them to the faithful. Uh, so it, it was amazing. But I, I have to confess something here, and I probably shouldn't confess it, but uh, Mass got done, and it was all getting over, and one of the priests said, if you guys don't get out now, it's going to be locked down, and you won't get out for a long time, because it takes forever. And So we, we kind of snuck out the side door after Mass was done, uh, and the Holy Father stopped by our section to greet all the priests, uh, and so I missed the Holy Father. Oh! oh. I know. I know. I can't believe it. So never, ever leave Mass early. Never, never leave Mass early. Uh, yeah, so a group of them got to meet the Holy Father. He walked all over the place. Normally he doesn't. Normally he just goes back and, and he's done uh, when he celebrates Mass. So uh, I got to see him <laughs> from a distance. I kind of shook his hand, I suppose, but... We'll have to try it again next time and not leave early. I always, I always just chalk those up and say, "I'll see him in heaven." <laughs> you know, like, yeah. That's the only option other than despair. <laughs> <laughs> in, in heaven, maybe he'll want to meet you. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thought. You were the priest that left early from me. <laughs> All things shall be revealed. Yeah. Oh, no, too funny. Well, that's you know, a lo- that's a highlight and a low light, eh? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's all part of life. Yeah, well, uh, I'll turn it over here uh, to Father John and Lori. You guys got anything you want to say? Or questions to ask? Or... Uh, this morning, you did my favorite thing. When I go to oh. Rome, there's really only one thing. That, like, everything revolves around one thing. You yeah. wake up when it's dark. You leave, yeah. you walk down the hill from the North American College, and Tony runs the cafe there, uh, and you get a cornetti and cappuccini. Oh, 
Uh, right? Is that how you say that? I want to sound. I want to sound smart. Like cappuccini and cornetti. <laughs> and, yeah, right. And you, you, sound you have it standing there, and then you go over to the front, the beginning of the conciliazione, and that's that road that everybody sees going up to St. Peter's, and you just walk up it, and the sun begins to rise. Oh, my. And then there's all these homeless people. These are the people that Pope Francis put a shower in for and stuff and all this. Well, they're all there. And they're like amazing people. This is like Jesus sitting on the stores of the churches. And there's like some are mentally ill. Some just are intoxicated. Some are just looking for a place to stay. Some are just pilgrims and figure, you know, why not stay outside? Like, (laughs) you know, not going to get hurt at the Vatican. And you talk to all these amazing people. And then you're in line at 7 a.m when St. Peter's opens. The greatest secret to going to Rome is go visit St. Peter's at 7 a.m. because the only people there there are going there to say Mass. You come out afterward having the whole thing to yourself and there's thousands of people in line. So I saw the picture, Father, of you with your cappuccini and cornetti and I was envious. (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh, that's, and, and you know, it's the same if you're ever blessed for pilgrimage to Jerusalem. It's the same thing with the Church of the Holy Sepulcher which contains the burial uh, chapel of Christ and the crucifixion, they open at like 4.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so you can go there and pray for hours before anybody else in their right mind shows up. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nobody from the neighborhood's yeah. coming. Yeah, by the way, you're going to regret <laughs> this all day long. <laughs> you can get locked in there at night. Yeah, I have. What? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you can stay overnight. Yep. Yep, you go in there and you just stay inside and you go find the Franciscan priest if you're an American because it's run by three different uh, denominations and you say, I'm staying here tonight. And then at the end of the night, the uh, like the Ethiopian Orthodox, I think maybe, and the Coptics. Uh, Coptics and the Greek Orthodox and the Catholics all come together and you have your groups and then they lock the door and you're on the inside. And then you can stay there. So we stayed there all night long praying in the place where they found the crosses, uh, crucifixes, the uh, crosses thrown away, were the b- burial, all this stuff. And you can go in there, and then they have different times throughout the night when your group can go in there. Oh, and it's crazy. fascinating because there's these women who remind me of, like, the holy women of Jerusalem. And they're kind of a little off, too. Like, you know, they have these oils, and they'll be rubbing you with oil. You'll be in the burial tomb of Jesus, and they'll be, like, next, you kind of, like, putting oil on you and, like, you know... Like they're these holy women in Jerusalem. I don't know. It was the strangest thing, but <laughs> you must do it. but you must do it. Yeah. And then I have to just add in here. I had someone say to me, "What? You have never been over there?" And I said, "No, never." Well, you have two brothers who are priests. They need to put a pilgrimage <laughs> together for their family. So I am here to say, <laughs> you have a lot of sisters. You have a lot of nieces, nephews. You never know. So maybe the Rotten the... Radio Show will go on the road. <laughs> yes, hey, can we? Hey, Mount Marty. <laughs> Mount Marty. All right, Mark Long. <laughs> now I got you. Uh, yeah, maybe. No, that would be great. I mean, it would be. That would be hey, awesome. Hey, Mount yes. Marty could start up a semester abroad, and and the yeah. and and the, the <laughs> yeah. priest can take the the sabbatical with. This him. is starting to sound hey, really good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think the so ones glad. who lead the pilgrimage go free. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, you, Laura, you want to be a tour guide? <laughs> because I was the one that announced this. Everybody remember. <laughs> Uh, well, it is really a blessing, and I, I know that sometimes I take it for granted, the ability to travel. We didn't grow up with a lot of money or wealth or the ability to... I mean, our family vacations were downtown to the Holiday Inn, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, I remember being like, 
18 years old or something. I don't remember. There, when I was older, I realized Newton Hills was in Canton. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought I Newton Hills house. was like this fantastic vacation out of town, you know? And I'm like... This is like a hiking trail. It's, it's, 12, it's 12 miles down the road. We exactly. Yeah. But what about the prayer group? We always went camping with the oh, prayer yeah. group. That was another thing. We were that a little huge. young, though. Yes, so you, you guys were in your tents, more. or tents, I should say. They had a special tent for John and Joe. The and pup my tent. dad, no, my no? dad, our dad would camp or patch your. Uh, big cribs and he would put them in that camper and literally we would get there and you guys would have this big tent and they would put together <laughs> these large cribs they were not small cribs my mom had to bring the big cribs for the two boys oh to sleep in Lord. so they would get their rest I mean it was unreal <laughs> and I'm sure if you talk to the signers the barchers uh, gad boys they would be able to tell you the same thing <laughs> shout out to the north end huh? yeah all the north enders listening uh, it's so Father Paul, I know we don't have we don't have all morning, and uh, but uh, you know, maybe a final comment, a final word that you want to leave us with here as uh, you continue. Well, how much longer do you have on sabbatical? Yeah, you know, I'm here till the middle of November. I'll get back right before Thanksgiving. Uh, so the program we've got about four more weeks. So I'm on the, the downward slope uh, of it all, but uh, it's it's gone well. Uh, on many levels, it's been a great uh, time just to get renewal, uh, to rest a little bit. Uh, we studied, you know, we've been studying too, Pope Francis and uh, Catholic uh, social justice. And, uh, so it's been good. It, it, it's definitely good. Uh, it's nice to be back, at, you know, here at the North American College, which is where I did uh, my seminary studies. So there's a little bit of that just coming back uh, and being familiar with the place and mm-hmm. seeing some of the guys that I went summer with now on faculty and staff here. Uh, so yeah, so it, it's definitely, uh, it's been good. Awesome. Uh, I had a chance, I, I had a chance to go up and see Archbishop Gullickson. Oh, nice. Oh. Hey, shout out yeah. to Archbishop yeah. Gullickson. Who is he? Yeah. And, and he said he listens to the show in the afternoon when he's done eating lunch. Too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so if you don't know, Archbishop Gullickson's a cathedral boy. He's, uh, uh, born and raised North Ender here, came out of the cathedral, was in high school seminary at the old high school seminary, which is now the junior oh. high. And uh, kind of got into the, the nuncio scene, which is the Pope's representatives, went to a special school, and really has spent his, his life as a nuncio, an ambassador for the Pope around the world. He was in the Ukraine, now he's in Switzerland, and uh, God willing, someday, maybe we'd be lucky enough to have uh, the son come home and spend yeah. his days here in uh, Sioux Falls in the diocese. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. So he's doing well? Yeah, he's doing very well. He's doing very well. So it's a good trip. All right. Uh, it's nice to see him. Well, you, there's a tendency when you're rutting to run into people you know all over the world. and uh, <laughs> So if you run into anybody, uh, so that, as the story goes, uh, when we were in Rome, uh, Father Paul's out at a local establishment, a diner of some sorts, and uh, all of a sudden you somebody... Can say, you can say, He's out at the Irish pub as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and, and one, one of his classmates, well, Father Paul, you tell the story. We'll end on uh, this. Yeah. So, so, so we're out uh, at the Irish pub where we go on a regular, we'd go once in a while. And, uh, a a regular and basis. Place, no, 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 no. no. We were, yeah. uh, and the place was packed full of people. And, and this is in Rome, sudden, right? In Rome. Rome. Yeah. And all of a sudden I hear, Paul Rodden. And, and everyone looks over and this young 
blonde girl comes running through the bar and like leaps over the table and gives me this big hug. Uh, and I'm thinking to myself, how do I explain this one to my friends at this moment? Uh, and the young girl was uh, Ashley Ennis, and she lived just down the street from us, and she was in gymnastics with me. Uh, and she was in a study abroad program, and she happened to be there at the pub as well. Uh, but she was there with her boyfriend, so that made things a lot easier. <laughs> in that situation. Uh, but it was a little awkward. As, uh, you know, they were like, wow, she was really excited to see you. Like, well, of course, it's it's Father Paul. And it's a North Ender. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, there's a little North End bond, and uh, yep, you never know who you're going to run into out there in the world. So uh, if you run into anybody from Sioux Falls, tell them we say hello, and tell them to listen to the Rutten Radio on Lamb Catholic Radio. Will do. I will. I have supper tonight with uh, Father Anthony Urban, so I'll tell him oh, hi. Wonderful. Well, it's a small world, isn't it? It is. All right, you guys, I'll watch All from right. here. Keep up the good work. God, God love bless. you. Know of our yeah. prayers. Recharge and remember us in your prayers at the holy sites, will you? Will do. Will do. Awesome. Adios. And all our listeners. Adios. Yeah, and all the listeners. The three or four out there. I think. <laughs> so everybody listening, you owe that to me. I'm, I'm thinking of you. I'm thinking of you. <laughs> all right. Well, I suppose we can uh, take a break here. And uh, as the kids go off to school and parents finish getting them all ready, uh, take a, a short little break here and... Please uh, come back and listen as you're listening to Rutten Radio with Laura as our special guest today. And uh, come on back, Heather, if you want to take us to break here on Lamb Catholic Radio. For over 50 years, Catholic Family Services has been helping people throughout the Diocese of Sioux Falls discover hope within themselves, their environment, and the power to grow. The counselors at Catholic Family Services are licensed caring professionals experienced in assisting individuals and families seeking personal wellness and healthy relationships through individual, family, and group counseling. Catholic Family Services, offering a gift of hope with offices in Aberdeen, Brookings, Gettysburg, Pier, Mitchell, Yankton, and Sioux Falls. Call 1-800-700-7867 for an appointment. Hello, I'm Monsignor Charles Mangan. It's such a joy to be able to invite you to listen to Morning Star, a program here on the Lamb Catholic Radio Network. Please tune in Thursday afternoon at 2.30, Sunday afternoon at 3, and Tuesday evening at 8.30. We'd be so happy if you listen, pray for us, and offer any questions that you might have for us. May God bless you and Mary keep you and St. Joseph protect you. Chains. 
And now back to the Rutten Brothers. Here's Joe Rutten. How's everybody doing out there? Uh, well, that was awesome, wasn't it? Having it Paul was. check in? Yeah. Yeah, he sounds like he's doing good, obviously, outside of skipping out on the meeting the Holy Father. Oh, but. my gosh, I can't believe it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Paul, where's that picture of you meeting the, the Holy Father? Just think yeah. about it. He had that whole thing. We just did all of that. Do you remember when he would call it Thanksgiving when he was in school over there as a seminarian? It was like a big yes. deal that yep. someone from Rome could call. You know, and just now imagine we're like, the technology. And just you know, yeah. a very very short period of time. And it was good to see his face. He really yeah. looks good. Looks refreshed. Yeah. Looks. Yeah. Well, uh, enjoy it while you can, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Your parish waits. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Husbands and uh, uh, mothers can't just take sabbaticals, can <laughs> they, Laura? I, been I know. This whole time. I I'm know. like, okay, how can I? Uh... <laughs> you know, it's it's actually it makes it really hard. A lot of priests don't take sabbatical because because of this. Because of a sense of like you feel like you're doing something that your people can't do oh, or whatever, oh, and yeah. I've totally I have encouraged every priest take it. Like oh, the church yeah. gives it. There's there's a reason the church gives it to us, and I love that you said doctors and lawyers. Like there are certain professions that give yourself to people in a certain way that you have to be at the top of your game. Yep. If a if a doctor is going 24/7 all the time, this is lawyers at the University of St. Thomas. They change their whole program because lawyers, their lives are like falling apart. Mm-hmm. Well, they have to take sabbatical. They need to. So I've really encouraged. It's hard to do, but. Well, shout out to. to the Catholic Men's Business Fraternity and their annual <clears throat> Faith and Business Conference for Men and Women of Faith next year, August 10th. Put it in your calendar. You're not going to want to miss this. Um, but we bring in global speakers, and we had uh, Professor Dr. Naughton from St. Thomas come in and give a reflection. So if you had 250 business leaders in a room, what would you say to them? And basically what Dr. Dr. Naughton said is, if you don't get rest right, you won't get work right. And if you don't get Sunday right, you won't get Monday right. Yes. And rest is important, not yeah. just a one day a week, uh, but you know, at some points in our lives, we all kind of need to step back and just Okay, and I just have to give a shout out to my husband. Okay, Jim, they did say rest. <laughs> and, I, and I'm sitting in between them and I'm trying to really, really reflect on that rest. <laughs> I have hey, a, Jimmy, I, have, I didn't put her up to it. <laughs> I have a little bit of my dad in me and... Um, when he wants to rest, sometimes I just have to step away because I always like think, could you do this? Could you do oh, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, Jim knows Jim, how to rest. Yeah, yeah, Jim, Jim, you don't. He is working uh-huh. on it. He is working. I mean, he has learned that he needs to rest, and I, in another sense, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> need yeah. to remember that. But I do remember at that conference I was at it when yes. he said that. I am so glad you brought that back because I need to refocus on that. I have <laughs> fallen off the wagon. And, and then on the other side, he also talked about, um, not just for men probably, but I think there's a particular uh, role that men have in this when they retire, is that sometimes when, when men retire, uh, you need to let them keep working a little bit because when they retire, because work's good for us too. And it's not just work or rest, but it's a both-and proposition that you have to have in an integrated way. So anyway, we're, we're off track just a little bit here, but that's all. Well, imagine that. The oh, Rutten's on a tangent. The, the Rutten's on a tangent. I think the whole show should be called Off the Tracks. <laughs> oh, you know, they gave me this little, uh, little thing to follow. We're not. 
Where is this? Where is this going? So, so the name of the show, if you're out there listening, you think, hey, what, what is it? The Rut, Rutten Brothers, or what's the name of it? Well, we haven't really decided yet. We're running with Rutten, uh, with Rutten Radio for now, but we've got a number of names out there, and we're going to continue to take uh, suggestions. So tweet it, uh, email it, Facebook it, uh, whatever it is, uh, Lamb Radio, John's, Joe's, Laura's, whatever accounts, and we'll keep gathering them together. But we got a few, Life Beyond Prairie. We oh, grew up uh, is... on Prairie Avenue in Sioux Falls in the and North And we're end. in the Prairie, you know. Oh we're, gosh, in, we're in the yeah. Prairie. South Dakota, the Prairie. But we've got a global audience as, uh, <laughs> yeah. as because now Father Paul's in Rome. Yeah. So. Yes, yes. And we uh, had Megan shout out. She's in oh, Arizona. Oh, yeah. Me- Me- yeah. Megan uh, yeah. shout out. Now, we do it's know like, once we do this. It's like 4 sh- o'clock in the morning for her. Can you imagine? Oh, I mean, like, gosh, maybe not 4, Meg. but 440. Hey, we'll do shout outs of our global audience, and then we'll let everybody know that they're all our cousins. <laughs> so, uh, and then we got Prairie Rome Companions. Oh. We'll play off of there. Uh, the Rutten Rip Roaring Revival Hour. Yeah, <laughs> that's ri- yeah, We have a rip roaring good time. Hopefully, we're revived. Trey Amigos, uh, Brothers Rutten. That's a brother's carrot. Uh, Carrot. Oh, yeah, I always butcher that name. Uh, Faith, Family, and Fun, Rutten Roundtable, and whatever your suggestions are out there listening, shoot them to us. We'll go with Rutten Radio for the for a little while. We'll take suggestions, and then when maybe how about when Father Paul gets back, we'll do a little vote and figure out who knows. Maybe it stays at Rutten Radio, but. Anyway, a shout out to our sponsor. I think this is pretty awesome. We got a sponsor here, uh, but just a, a note of thanks to uh, Mount Marty, uh, who's become our sponsor. But they just uh, the president and uh, Barbara, Zach, and Tom Lorang sent a little note to us, saying uh, we're happy to be the Ruttons megaphone <laughs> sharing and to be with the Ruttons megaphone sharing and supporting our Catholic beliefs and message of faith again. And so a shout Beautiful. out, thank you uh, for that. And we hope this is inspiring. You know, it's it was kind of started, it's the Holy Spirit, because we resisted as much as we could uh, Lamb's requests over the course of probably over years of doing this. And as Laura mentioned, we're, we've got plenty going on, and we probably are workaholics, if anything. <laughs> but this really seemed... This, <laughs> John, John's got a quizzical look over there. Uh, Our family, but the, but I think we all are work all. Oh yeah, absolutely. We weren't allowed to sit still. Very long. <laughs> it just occurred to me. Oh yeah, when I worked work, work construction in the cities, um, I, I ended up working with a guy that built decks, and before that, uh, he had built uh, apartment complexes up in up in Minneapolis, and. I would kind of pick lumber up and run it around the back of the house, you know, because you have to move the lumber from the front to the back for the decks. And, you know, you pick it up, throw it on your shoulder, and kind of jog around the back. And at one point, he stops and he says, you know, you can walk. And I said, well, <laughs> you can? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you remind me of when I was building apartment complexes and it was go, 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 go. And I thought... Yeah, yeah, I, I can walk. But then <laughs> I thought to working with Tom and Dad and whatever else, you know, yeah. it's like, let's go. You when know, I was <laughs> at the book company, Child's World, up in the Twin Cities, they had many levels. They had like four levels, but they were all like half levels, and I was at the top level. And so all this, uh, they started commenting about me going up and down the stairs like every time I went up and down the stairs I never walked them I was always running the stairs Any, all day long uh, anybody at the diocesan offices where my office is located uh, probably will get a good chuckle out of that because uh, Penny at the front desk can tell when I'm sure anybody comes but I got the fastest 
pace coming down the stairs. <laughs> and every time I go by her, I'm at a gallop. <laughs> Things because to we, do. we have dad in the background. Get moving. <laughs> oh, God, love him. Shout out to, uh, to Pops. Uh, it's funny, you know, Leo, my boy's four years old. And, you know, it's really a privilege. He just at the end, Leo was just born and just a couple months old when, when, when dad passed away. But uh, Leo prays for, for Grandpa Rutten all the time. Isn't that yeah, awesome? Yeah, almost every night. It, lately, more lately than not. But who do you want to pray for? And Grandpa Rutten comes out. So he's still here with us. Yeah, and in yeah. a couple days, it'll be his anniversary. Anniversary. Oh, yeah, yeah with his passing. Cool. Pa- uh, Father Paul from Rome texted in and he said yeah dad's motto for breaking we worked dad was a carpenter for everybody and we would go work with him and so his motto for breaks was take 15 expect 10 get five (laughs) (laughs) and somehow in that five he managed to eat one of those donut things that cost 99 cents in those flat trays he'd eat a whole donut and nap yeah, you pull a, pull a thing of shingles up and lay your head on a thing of shingles. It's like, all right. Uh-huh. Well, I suppose why don't we uh, see what the itinerary is going important. for us here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's get back to while Laura's here as our special guest. Um, well, do you we know, want to shout out and say a prayer for the kids? Going oh yeah, to oh, school. yeah. It's eight o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. In the name Father of the John. Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for the gift of life for all of creation that you have brought into this world and the ways in which you have gifted us with human life to see you and to know you and to follow you. Uh, We ask that all those who are dropping off their children at school today might be confident of God's providential plan for their children and for all those children that they might find in their studies uh, a search for what it is that brings us ultimate happiness. For those that are Uh, Without children in this month of October, those that uh, have lost children, might you uh, console them and uh, remind them that we are all children of God. The intercession of our Blessed Mother, we pray. Hail Mary. Full Full of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hey, does a priest's blessing travel through the... Like, did you just that's a big. That's a great question because I think it does. But at the North American College, the big question is, uh, if you have items to be blessed... Can you stand at oh. the window of the North American College, which oh. is in earshot of Pope Francis in St. Peter's Square? So you Square, can hear but him. you can't see him. But you can't Does see Does that him. mean that your rosaries are blessed then? That's awesome. Of, oh, of I think so. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least if it's me. <laughs> yes, they're blessed. <laughs> uh, well, uh, tell me, Laura, what do you think about uh, having two brothers that are priests? Kind of uh, not a lot of people that can claim that. Yeah, well, I would say that there's other siblings also. (laughs) No, uh, (laughs) no, having two brothers that are priests, it's really interesting because I think it brings a good perspective to other people when you're around and they're talking about a priest. And to just Mm. let them know, I mean, they are human. I lived with two of them. (laughs) And they are both totally different personalities, different traits, 
God created them to be totally different. And each one, when they come to your parish, is what I've always you know, told these people, God knows what you need in that parish. And so I can see John coming to a parish, Father John, and his liveliness for faith, his... Um, zeal for life, his, you know, just the qualities that he can bring to that parish is what that parish needs at that time. Then let's say Father Paul comes to your parish. And not to say that Father John doesn't have some of those qualities Father Paul does, but Father Paul is very matter of fact and orderly and he can say something in just a few words and be done and moving on. And John, he talks a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> Sorry, and, St. Lambert's. Yeah, no. <laughs> but They're going to be begging for my brother now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a wonderful quality, but just to be able to let people know that, you know, that each one has special, special gifts. And when they come to your parish, please understand they are human they are mm-hmm. sinners they are just like us but that's the vocation that they have god has called them to whereas our vocation mine is motherhood and if i had to be on a pedestal as a mother like john or father paul father john or father paul um are as a priest um it would be really, really hard, but we don't have to as a parent. We can hide in our little house. We don't have to get out and volunteer. We don't have to speak in front of people. We don't have to go visit people in their homes. Um, we should, but if we choose not to, we don't have to. But as a priest, you do. And mm-hmm. um, just to give them that understanding and to know that they are, you know, they're human just like us. And then I was saying, too, you know, there are other siblings. I remember my dad <laughs> um, all the time when people would ask him, you know, he was very proud of his sons being two priests. But he would also mention that he had Rick, Tom, and Joe. Um, it was always apparent that he had other sons, um, not just two that were priests and daughters, but um, and that each one of them have great gifts and great assets to the family also. And so I, I just vividly remember Dad. It was at a Sarah Club actually one time when I was standing with Dad and someone had asked him. And he kind of chuckles, Dad's little chuckle, and he says, well, which son are you talking about, Rick? Tom, you know, <laughs> Father John, yeah. and you know, we look at the person they're talking about, Father John and Father Paul. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so it's, I mean, it's, it's interesting. And then to also understand that his parish, and he may see other families, Father John and Father Paul, more than what he sees our family. But to know that he is a priest, he is the father of that parish, and that is his duty and his responsibility is to get to know those people and to see those people. So when someone comes up and says, hey, did you know Father John did this? I'm like, no. <laughs> everybody <laughs> thinks yeah. we know each other. Father Paul is doing this, and I'm like, uh, uh, no. No Note to everybody, if you want to know what's happening among the ruttons, uh, don't, don't ask, ask the another ruttons. <laughs> they won't know. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you're right. So having brothers that's priests is pretty awesome. You know, you get things like every once in a while a mass at home or oh, something. Yes. You know, that yep. was always kind yep. of a pretty cool deal. Um, or baptisms. But, they can baptize But I always think like, you know, when I got married, I gave that, that uh, uh, gift to the, my brothers. And I know the sisters are waiting for theirs. But I just did a, a kind of a little poem on each of the brothers. But for me, it's as awesome to have a brother that's a cowboy as it is that to have one that's a priest, exactly. like Digger out in West River, out in Cologne. Like, how awesome is that? Who has a who has who can just go have 
access to uh, cousins and a family that's in rodeos and riding horses and has a ranch and that type of stuff. That's totally awesome. Or Tom is a builder, you know, who, who can say that their brother can, you know, build a, you know, a horse barn and or hog confinement or, you know, that that's the way he makes his living as a builder. Like it, our, our family history, I, I did our research, you know, they said that they were proud to be farmers, our ancestors, because they contributed to the good of the society, to the, to the good of the community as a farmer, you know, well, as a builder, you contribute. Uh, and, and same applies to the sisters, you know, like I'm as proud to call the brothers and sisters that aren't priests, um, my brother and sister as I am, but it is unique, obviously, not just having one, but two brothers that are priests. Have you ever ended up in a confessional by accident to one of them? No, I have never. <laughs> wow, that's a great question. <laughs> but you know what, Joe? I do not go to St. Lambert, and I always <laughs> or Watertown. <laughs> well, and then when you go to the communal, like when the priests uh-huh. are always there, I always make sure I'm there, and I know who's in who. <laughs> so I... I, I uh, my time in Sioux Falls, you know, it's it's pretty awesome. If you're out there listening and, and you're not in Sioux Falls or in a large metro where you have access to a bunch of different churches if you need to find a confession at a different certain time. So it's, for some reason, a number of years ago, St. Mary was where I could find a confession. So I went over to St. Mary and I went in and sat down, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. And the priest says, okay, go on. <gasps> <laughs> That's Father Paul. <laughs> and so now the, now the conversation in my head begins, right? Oh, my gosh. All right. What do I do? All right. I have to tell him my sins. Like, that's, I mean, he's a priest. I'm here for confession. I need a confession. Like, so I, I, I tell him my sins. And, you know, you can have a second conversation in your head as you're saying. So I'm having the second conversation about whether or not he knows that it's me. Oh. And so, oh, of course he knows my voice. He's my brother. Of course, I mean, he's, you know, he doesn't need to see me to know this is me. He knows what I just said. Well, you know, do I just peek around the, the <laughs> side and just say, hey, Paul, afterward? Or, well, but what if he doesn't know? I don't want to just give myself up. Right? You know? <laughs> so I convince myself that he knows that it's me. And also afterward, I peek around and say, hey, Father Paul. And he looks at me and says, Joe, <laughs> all shocked and spread. I'm like, oh man, you didn't know. I could have just walked out. You never would have known. Oh, uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so is. I have uh, found myself. But God, hey, they were forgiven just like it would have been with any other priest. And uh, you know, that's the funny part about confession when you do have family or you know priests pretty close. Is the reality is is I think Father John might have told me this, or Father Paul, but like in the first week or 10 days of being a priest, you heard basically everything but murder, you know? So it's like, (laughs) there's nothing there that you're going to say that's going to rock anybody's world. That's what they're there for. But anyway, all right. Well, I give out a little shout out too, though, to Bishop Carlson or Archbishop Carlson. Um, (laughs) Don't know if he's listening or not, but my husband and I were at his house um, for a right to life uh, breakfast, which it's October in the month yeah. of marriage, oh, yeah. the right to life, yep, all that sure stuff. Is. So, so God bless the babies and yes. all that. Yes, and we were there, and we um, were visiting with Bishop Archbishop Carlson, and he nonchalantly just said to me, "He goes, well, I have the wrong twin in the seminary," and at that time, Joe was in the seminary, oh, and um, and I'm thinking, what? And my husband looks at me, and we're like. I don't think so. Joe needed to be there. <laughs> and John is living pretty good down at USD. <laughs> and I think he has high hopes he's going to be on Wall Street and working in Chicago or a big corporate office. I said, I don't think so. And he 
just as straight-faced as ever, he said it again. He said, I have the wrong twin, I think, in the seminary. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And as the years went on, and then Joe was to, he had finished his four-year degree. He was supposed to move on. He had decided that that was not his vocation. And I'm thinking, oh, my word, Bishop Carlson. <laughs> and John never entered at that time. But Joe had, you know, finished his four-year degree. And I um, and then had went on and now is married and has children and stuff. But... Um, so then when John had said that he was going to, he came to the family, he had been working in the corporate office, he had gone through a lot and had come and had said he was going to enter into the seminary, I about fell over. I am like, Archbishop Carlson knew. Uh, I said, so if He could have filled me. <laughs> I, I, didn't know, I didn't know that yeah. you were a part of that. I yes. used to always, he used to always say it in front of us. You know, he started once in a while saying, he'd be like, oh, I got the wrong one. And I'd be like, uh, you know, and I was always like trying to dismiss it. Uh, and then I don't know if I told mom and dad first or who I told, uh, but I remember I was working for Muscular Dystrophy Association, and I remember stepping outside the office. I can see myself standing there, and I called Archbishop Carlson, and I said, Archbishop Carlson, <laughs> I'm going to the seminary. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, oh. That's amazing. I and didn't I tell bet you. he thought, I told you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All along. <laughs> So you just never know. But I yep. do say shout out to that seminary because I really think that, um, you know, whether you are going to be a priest or not, mm-hmm. that formation that you received. You can't get it anywhere else. I mean, was unreal. To yeah, see it, your transformation from a college kid to graduating there, yeah. a man being you know, prepared. It, it's, it's one of those things I look back <laughs> on and I think obviously the Lord knows what he's up to, but just some of the different... Uh, things that I've been up to now, if I went to been in seminary, things like, um, well, for one, I went to been a teacher at O'Gorman and all the lives I was able to, to be a part of and families to meet and who knows if what would have happened, but the business fraternity never would have started. And, um, so many, the young leaders Institute, some of these things all came out of that seminary formation because so what I received was the formation, almost all half of it of a priest but I'm in the lay world now. And so I can almost, I'm like Pier Giorgio Frassati a little bit. I can kind of go places sometimes or be received differently because I'm not a priest. It kind of brings about a little bit different perspective. Uh, You know, just one thing before we transition, a shout out to confession. You know, I just mentioned to go into confession to Father Paul. You know, it's just on my heart. Just uh, confession can be tough for Catholics. It can be tough for anybody, I suppose, in their lives that to confess, but just as a Catholic to go to confession, it's a hard practice to continue. The minute that you want to go, the old slew foot kind <laughs> yeah. of finds us 16 different ways to, to get you out of Who's it. Slew foot? Slew foot's the devil, <laughs> according to Aunt Mary and mom. Um, so slew foot, but I, it's, if you're out there listening, I encourage you, if you haven't had a confession in a long time, there might not be a better thing you can do to kind of just kickstart again your spiritual life or your faith life is to track down a priest in your parish, the confession times and jump into that confessional and just, you know, give it to the Lord, let him know what you've been up to that maybe hasn't been the best and that you want to be do better and move forward. So, uh, you know, just shout out, get up. If you get an opportunity to find a confession, that'd be awesome. And as we take a look, Laura, at growing up North Enders, uh, you didn't start in the North End, but obviously that's where you ended up. Uh, Tell me a little bit about what it was like for you growing up Rutten. Well, growing up Rutten, we started in Larchwood, and it was, um, 
I was in Larchwood. I went to kindergarten at West Lyon, and they had a Catholic school there. But the year after I went to kindergarten, they had closed the Catholic school. And so it was kind of my mom's way of she had always wanted to move to Sioux Falls back to where she was from and it was kind of her way of saying you know dad ed let's move let's go to a place that has a catholic school well he wasn't moving to sioux falls he had to have to go to a place that's a little smaller so then we moved to del rapids but it was interesting this last weekend i had the honor of bringing my mom down to bonnie gakey's 80th birthday party happy birthday shout out bonnie gakey and um and it was really really um fun in a sense that bonnie's birthday actually was i think they said in september and her birthday party actually landed on my mom's birthday. And so Bonnie had a special seat for her right beside her there. And just the people who came from Larchwood to see Bonnie, they were able to see my mom too that hadn't seen her in a long time. Mm. I was able to connect with some of those people that knew me as a little girl growing up, and I knew them too. Um, Being able to be at the St. Mary's and looking across the street at Bonnie Gakey's house on the corner and just remembering walking from our house a couple blocks down. There were just some really fond memories of it but then also the memory just of the thought that my mom you know was able to move us and dad to a town that had a catholic school then that we were able to go to in del rapids to saint mary's was you know interesting and fun and we went there from first second and third grade and you know it's funny as i ran into the governor's wife uh linda and linda oh, dugard's okay. you know i'm, I'm kind of like hey i'm joe rutten blah 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 and uh, her and her, she was with her sisters, oh. and they're like, uh, "Yeah, we know who you are." <laughs> like, oh, the governor's wife, thing, you know. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. it's because they're from they're from Del, Del Rapids, Rapids, and I'm, yeah. I, they probably babysat the the rotten kids even. Yeah. Yeah, so it was really, I mean, it was nice. My dad built, you know, dad built houses in Larch, or in um, Del Rapids there. We lived kind of in an, you know, in an older house to start with and moved into a newer development. And then um, my mom kind of, she felt the urge to move again to Sioux Falls. She really, really, really wanted to move to Sioux Falls. I don't know if you boys have told the story or not mm-hmm. about mom moving to Sioux Falls or getting to move to Sioux Falls. Dad, um, really, 1977. I don't think, well, you'd know the day I wouldn't. <laughs> I not remember Well, it was when John and I were born. So, oh, okay. so 1977. Okay. okay, yeah. And so mom really wanted to move to Sioux Falls and dad was really kind of putting his feet down and he told her, he gave her some stipulations. It had to be within walking distance of the cathedral so we could walk to school. It had to have so many bedrooms, the house did, and it had to cost so much money. Mom could give you all the specifics and on it. And a fence. And it it yep, was five blocks have, from the cathedral. It had to have uh, rooms for every kid uh, uh, and be under $50,000. Okay, perfect. There you go. The detail guy's here. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't get 120 cardinals in the conclave. There you go. There you go. Um, but anyway, so she, um, so she started praying about it, and she was just putting the feelers out, and Aunt Mary Lou, um, who lived in Sioux Falls, who we spent a lot of time with, she had mentioned it to her. Well, lo and behold, um, Jim and Mary Galensky were going to want to be selling their house, and sure enough, it had the right bedrooms it was the right distance it um had a fence i mean all of the criteria came about and so dad really had no choice he was like well all right and sure enough then we ended up moving into sioux falls and i started cathedral in the fourth grade and it was different i would say from del rapids living it felt like a neighborhood town we lived in it when we left there it was a newer house um it was kind of on a hill up i think this uh good samaritan was kind of on the end of it but when we moved to the north end the feeling that it was was just like an open air 
I mean, it was like there were kids everywhere. Mm-hmm. Kids were coming in the house that were the neighbor kids. Nobody knocked. Um, it was just kind of you walked to school. You picked up the people as you went to school, as you went. Some days they were the same. Some days they were different. <laughs> um, and it was just really more of a, a home within a big home, I guess, because you knew you could go into that neighbor's house without knocking if you needed something. Mm. If you forgot your shirt, maybe when you went to school. <laughs> <laughs> you were listening last month. I was, I was. Um, and so I found it really interesting. And then it seemed like more people were moving into the neighborhood as we lived there also that wanted to join that community. And so I really just felt, I mean, the North End, there was something, there's something different about it. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I don't think it is so much the same just because times have changed. Um, you know, the neighborhood is, um, you know, not exactly like it used to be, but those memories really stay mm-hmm. strong. When you drive to the cathedral to go to mass, I mean, you still, to this day, I look at the houses, I say, oh, there's the signers, yep. there's the, the Denovans, there's, there's the, the Kowski's, yes, yep, the, yep, the Gad boys. Mm-hmm. Um, you just still, those, those are their houses, you the know. The Pocolos. Yes, the Pocolos. Yeah, that's, uh, and the Noonans. The Noonans were down around the corner because their house was a little bit um, always painted pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like. The, uh, you know, here's something interesting. Working at, I have a great privilege of being the director of faith formation for the Cathedral Parish. So as one of the sons, I get to go back and, and minister with them. Um, yesterday in the parish wa- office walks Karen Noonan. Oh. And so, you know, the, the administrative assistant, Laura, in there, I'm like, hey, Laura, you know, here's my second mother, you know, Karen. And Well, she leaves, and like not three minutes later, in walks Bev early. Oh, and I said, Bev, no, if you just would have been here a minute ago. I said, that would have been epic. Did you introduce her as your second mother? I, I, said, I said this, well. I, my other second mother. Yeah, I, I always, it, there's no third, right? You can't yeah. tear them to, you know, they're both second mothers. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, you know, it, it was a different experience of neighborhood and of community and of, of living. And the parish was different, uh, but, you know, Times change, families yeah. change, peoples change, and the cathedral's in a great spot right now as Mother Church, although it doesn't have the neighborhood it did, and it doesn't have the school anymore, which is interesting that yeah. this whole experience that we had, children actually don't get to experience the cathedral in the North End in that way anymore. We, we kind of were a last generation or the ones following of that cathedral North End experience. Well, I do have to say the thing that I absolutely love and I've brought, um, I've thought a lot about coming to the family program um, that Joe has at the cathedral. When we were growing up, we knew the Catholic kids, but whereas the public kids, we did not know Mm. hardly at all. And I don't know if there was a whole lot of them or what, but to come to the family program today, it is beautiful. When I teach these kids and I have a kid say that he goes to Hawthorne, I have a kid say that he goes to Christ the King, I have a child who says that he goes to... um, Whittier. Yes, Whittier or something along that line. And they are all together and they know each other. It seemed like for us when we had First Communion, it was always so interesting because we get this First Communion picture and it was like, who is that? Hmm. Well, that was a child that went to Hawthorne that I did not know. And with now the community that they've created at Cathedral is more of a unified community mm-hmm. that we're all together, whether we go to a Catholic school, a public school, home a school. home school, um, it doesn't matter. It's, it's all interesting um, you say that because St. Lambert, I thought maybe we were unique in that. Uh, when I got there, there's like, 
active homeschool, active Catholic school, active public school. It's very different than we were growing up, and maybe is this a way in which we could have nostalgia and want to be like recreating the past as opposed to living what Christ is doing in the present. Mm-hmm. And the past was great and beautiful, but yeah. but God has something for us now. And one of the challenges, I think this is the, what the Holy Father is trying to help us do, is look outside ourselves, stop turned inward. And when you do get in a little neighbor, you can turn inward a bit, and you kind of get about me and them mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and today we live in more, because the other thing too is like, it's not the same thing. Kids are more fluid with friendships because they don't have the same kids, they do everything with. They have sports teams kids, they have kids from school, they have kids from work, they have kids from the neighborhood. Uh, yeah. And so it's easier for them to mix and mingle. Yeah, yep. it is. And I really, really do like that. I mean, Well, feeling- uh, maybe we'll take a little bit of a break here, but when we come back, maybe we got to talk a little bit about uh, Laura and O'Gorman and... Uh, there's a little secret about Laura and O'Garman that I met oh. some people. And we got it. so you're going to want to stay tuned. We're going to take a little bit of a break, but join us again in just a few minutes. Something really exciting. Lamb <laughs> Catholic Radio, and you're coming at you live. Oh my gosh! Now don't get up and go to the bathroom. <laughs> in the silence, God speaks. At Broomtree Retreat Center, this is more than just a saying. It's experienced every day. Located six miles west of Irene, South Dakota. Broomtree provides modern facilities and a favorable environment for you to experience God's continual call to conversion and growth in faith. Whether you're looking for a silent retreat or a place for your family to get together, the opportunity awaits at Broomtree. For more information about our scheduled retreats or camp availability, call us at 605-263-1040 or visit our website at broom-tree.org. Join Dr. Marcy Moran, clinical psychologist and director of Catholic Family Services, every Friday morning at 9.30 a.m. for Let's Talk About Mental Health here on the Lamb Catholic Radio Network. At Mount Marty College, we believe in a college journey filled with purpose. We believe in developing the unique gifts that God gave you. We believe in rising above stereotypes, in shattering expectations and fears on your journey to become your very best self. We believe every student deserves an opportunity to shine. At Mount Marty, we believe in faith and a community that lifts you higher than you dare to dream. At Mount Marty College, we believe.
to Lamb Catholic Radio on KSJP 88.9 in Ipswich, Aberdeen, KSTJ 91.3 in Hartford, Mitchell, and Yankton, and 104.3 Juan Diego Radio in Sioux Falls. And now back to the Rutten Brothers. Here's Joe Rutten. Welcome back to Rutten Radio with our special guest, the ever-famous 1986... <laughs> O'Gorman High School homecoming queen, Laura Rutten. Oh my gosh. Well, what do you think of that, Laura? What's it like to be a queen? Oh, man. Man, homecoming queen. I'm sitting next to next to royalty here. Oh my gosh, that is too funny. You know, what's funny is that you replaced the seat of the homecoming queen, king. Paul was home, homecoming king. So know, Paul takes, I, I forgot all about that. Was, he did a backflip at his graduation. I remember that, too. Uh, a few things I remember. So anyway, Laura, uh, and we figured we'd do a few shout-outs, but Rob Noonan was checking in on Facebook. And so he's, is Rob from your class? Is he in your yep, class? Rob Noonan is, yep. Any yeah. other shout-outs so, you need to give from the class of 86? Well, there sure is. Renee Timmer, she gave ah, me a little yeah. you'll do fine yesterday on Facebook when I or the day before when I posted, please pray for me. I don't know what I'm getting myself into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we sur- you got a half hour left. We've survived there so far. Go, there you go. Cindy Doherty, oh, who yeah. was Harris. She Shout-out to her. Um, but yeah, just all those friends. I actually went to my first class reunion. Oh. I had not attended any of the class reunions. It seemed like every time I was either in the hospital having a baby or maybe a mental breakdown one time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> thought that's the last place I need to be is at a high school reunion. No. <laughs> so, But it was really, really fun. Hmm. I really had a nice time. It was interesting to see everybody, see where everybody's gone, what everybody's doing. Um, so, yeah. So John and I just celebrated our 20th yeah. reunion. Shout out to, yeah. to Chrissy Johnson, Chrissy Sampson for organizing. Man, she did just a great job. But we had a great turnout. But I can understand, too, you know, one kid kind of chimed in and said, you know, I just had bad news at work and uh, didn't feel like coming. And you think, yeah, you know what, that that can be hard. So anybody out there listening, you got employment issues or you got family things that, you know, you just kind of feel like you're under a rock right now and the world isn't kind of going your way. Keep your head up. Keep your chin up. There's always hope in your faith and in the Lord. Uh, because you never know what tomorrow will bring, but you got your you got your feet underneath you now, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got we got some. We'll get we'll get to that in a little bit. Your Remember Me project never forgotten, and some of those things. Uh, I we we 
keep giving a, a shout outs, but I better give one to Jess Paulson, Jess Kareem. Oh yeah. Uh, she said that it's a, it's late in the Black Hills too. She's out in Rapid Listen and she said, listen, it's not just the people out in the West Coast. Uh, it's late for all for Cross us. Cross the river. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So uh, shout out there and to Ryan Noonan uh, and some of the the sponsors. But uh, you know, some people responded last time and to the Rutten Radio and were were so pleased with their experience that they. Kind of wanted to sport Lamb Radio, so that was a great tribute to to those that did. John, you got any shout outs? You want yeah, to throw I got out there? a shout out. If you can believe it, I got a Facebook like. Actually, it might even be a love a heart <laughs> from Mrs. Schaefer. Oh, oh my God. Who favorite was teachers. The teacher <laughs> All right. that experienced the no shirt John Day. Oh, yes, yes. yes. So I got a shout God out to you. her. Thanks Rosie. for uh, giving us a Facebook like. Uh, got Kathleen Delman from my parish. Um, and then Megan uh, Vasgard or Megan Krieger, Megan Gillespie, who is oh, now yeah. a part of our faith formation program, uh, a fellow North Ender. Yeah, she's rock star. Yeah, she's awesome. She's yeah. a, she was at uh, Twenty Year Reunion too. Yeah. She's always saying uh, helpful things. So shout out to her. And then finally, uh, um, Brody Christensen, hmm. who's probably now just started. He's probably in classroom now, but his mom would be listening. Brody's a new driver. So every parents remember those days oh, when your dear. kids got their license? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brody was one of the great altar servers when I was in Yankton at Sacred Heart Parish. So uh, shout out to Brody and Carol Christensen. Awesome, Perfect. awesome. Well, all right, all right. I don't know. I suppose I could add Steve Castle to the mix. He should send a shout out. So you got any shout outs you want uh, thrown out live? Just tweet us or to actually I'd Facebook if you're looking to get me but and if anyway. you send them to me I'm a little bit distracted I'm having a hard time focusing <laughs> on where do I look or what do I do or how do I <laughs> these guys are like multitasking it's <laughs> uh, awesome well we've had a, a couple of requests uh, to jump into the political scene and uh, yeah, I think maybe we'll stay out of that pot of soup <laughs> <laughs> I don't know it's something different than soup I think <laughs> Oh, Father John, Father John. I would agree. You know, it's I've kind been, of a mess. I've been but. thinking a lot about that. The good that Lord made us all different. Yeah, Amen. isn't that true? Uh, I've been thinking a lot about that because as a pastor, I have a role. Yeah. And and what is that role? And number one, I kind of take the perspective that uh, I'm young. I'm not very wise. I should follow the bishop. You know, I should just yeah. be cautious. And number one, we don't support political candidates. Yep. We propose the church's teachings and help for consciousness. Um, but I've been thinking about it, and what I really come to is we are living in a time where all anybody wants to do is talk about the signs of the time. The world's falling apart. The world's terrible. This person's bad. This person's bad. This person's bad. And it's so tempting to want to say something to that, and all of a sudden you're doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. I'm becoming what I don't like. And I just decided, you know what? I'm not talking about the signs of the time. I'm talking about signs of faith. And I'm talking about Christ coming into my life. I'm talking about how I see Christ coming into other people's lives, how God is moving people. Um, we have that cousin of ours uh, that from just listening to this radio show was like, you know what? I need to go back to church. I'm, mm, I'm going yeah. back to Mass. I'm going back to the sacraments. And actually found a church on her own, uh, even went around like, you know, trying to find where she would feel at home and she found a place. Like, that is far more important to me and to yeah. somebody's eternal salvation. S faith is what will change our culture. Yeah. That's my proposal. People might not agree, but that's my proposal. Yep. And so I'm just talking about signs of faith and 
we definitely need to be involved in the political sphere. Um, but boy, it's so such a difficult time to. Yeah, all of a sudden I despair. It, it, it's subsidiarity, you know. At, at the cathedral, I run a Wednesday night adult program, and this year I've focused it on trying to help them be principled people that yeah. think in a principled manner, where they have a they have a, a Catholic social teaching principle that is the beginning of their thought process that arrives at the conclusion for whatever particular poverty, wealth, whatever the issue is politically. And as I look at it, I, you know, I find more hope in the good things going on then I do the despair that I feel when I think about or get involved in the political mess. I mean, it really is a mess. So anyway, we're probably going to stay out of the political conversation here uh, this morning, although maybe it's a call to prayer as much yeah. as it is anything, yeah. that we need to pray for our political process, our political leaders, for our country, our nation, just as we always should have should be, and we always hopefully will. But just continue to, to lift up all of our political leaders. And you know what? We got good political people. It's not like the whole world's falling apart. We have a terrible presidential situation, but you know what? Whatever. Um, what matters most to me is the 19-year-old college girl that came to my office and said, you know what? I want to be Catholic. Yeah. I'd like to join our CIA. You know, that's, that's so, really? Oh my goodness. Yes. Like I, here we, we've got it. Our CIA this year, we've got like 13 people that want to join the Catholic church. Yeah. And you want to know this, there's a secret. Like, Eight of the thirteen are under twenty-five. Yeah. Wow. Like that's about, yeah, that's awesome. If so you, so that's hope. That's faith. If you that's, come to St. Lambert Parish, you there's so many young families, uh, newly married couples. Like it's different than it was maybe twenty years ago, where people were a little lost and and kind of maybe didn't catechesis wasn't as good or something. Yeah. There's a lot of life at our parish, and I just feel like every time I'm trying to like deal with politics, I get dark. Yeah. I yep. get dark. I want to live in the light. Yep, live in the light, say your prayers, invest in people, invest Get in Get knowledgeable faith. and vote. Yeah, absolutely. I already did. There is a response. Oh, yeah. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah, absolutely. you got to vote. Yeah. And you got to know what you're voting for. Amen, brother. Form your All conscience. All right. I thought we said we weren't going to talk politics. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cross that off the list you did. Yeah. Good job, All right. Guys. Well, the homecoming queen over here. Oh. <laughs> Let's see here. So, Lori, you've, uh, as an entrepreneur and a businesswoman, you've done a number of different things, but particularly... Uh, you started this Remember Me Never Forgotten project, and I forgot my book. I, I should have brought it with, but it's quite a little hoping, deal. Yeah. So share with us a little bit about what this uh, this project is and uh, where the inspiration came from. Well, um, I only have how long? You should have started this right at the beginning when I was here. I know. <laughs> well, I'm 20, 22 minutes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I won't. Um, just in kind of a nutshell, um, I just felt the Holy Spirit was calling me when we were growing up. Mom and Dad really um, put it on our hearts to pray for the faithful departed. And whenever you would find a holy card or a funeral program laying around, or if it was in a book or something, Mom always would say, you know, you need to pray for that person. That's the sign. Um, but as the years progressed, I found nobody really had a home within their home for those cards. And I um, went back to earlier when I was talking about resistance. Um, it was at one time, some family member had called and said, when did so-and-so die? So I was looking through all the obituaries, trying to find this person's obituary, found it, told them the information they needed. And my lovely husband said, you know what, Laura? I think you need to put together a book for people to have that they will have a home within their home for the faithful departed. They'll know where to find those themselves. And the resistance was there at the time. That's why this book really has resonated with 
with me. And I'm like, no, thanks. I'm not up for it. I have little children. I have many things to do. I don't even know where I'd begin. I can't even think about what to do or how to put a book together. So the years progressed. It went on for, um, you know, quite a while, uh, I don't know, maybe seven, eight years. And then I was starting to have an experience where in the middle of the evening, or when I was sleeping, I was waking, and I just had this sense of sadness, and I was crying, and I could remember these people who had passed away that I had told them I would pray for. And I remembered telling... um, Telling even their family members when you go through the aisle, when you're when you see them, um, I'll remember to pray for you know your mother, or your father, or whoever. And those names were coming back to me, and those words were "Remember me, remember me." And it was extreme sadness, and it was going on for quite some time, and I couldn't quite figure it out. And so I had told my husband then one morning, I was just like, "Jim, this is happening to me in the middle of the night. It's three o'clock. Um, it's been going on a long time. I need to get some sleep. Um, what do you think it's about?" And he said, "Well, it's about that book I told you'd to put together many years ago." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, okay." And now that I'm reading this book about resistance, I am like, "That's exactly what I was doing. I was really resisting what God was calling." me to do back then and um and so then just kind of in a nutshell the next morning I um then had said to God basically that I would start this process and that if he would allow the people to come into my life to help me with this project I would be his hands and his feet to complete it and it wasn't easy there were lots of bumps and ups and downs in the road um throughout this process But I truly, truly believe that when God is calling you to do something and it keeps coming at you just to start it and to have trust and to know that in the end, his beauty will be completed. And that is exactly what had happened throughout the whole process. Um, People were coming into my life and they were a designer. Funny story, I brought the book over to, I actually was on white paper and... um, and black ink, and I brought it to Joe's house thinking I'm going to see Joe, and his wife is there, Laura, not even thinking she was in the marketing business at the time. And I said, oh, I'm bringing this to Joe. I want him to kind of look at it to see what it's all about or to see what I should do to change it or, you know, this and that. And she goes, well, Laura, you need actually someone who can design this or typeset it, and they put it all together. And I'm like, oh, really? And she's like, yeah. And she said, I can get you names of a few people who would be able to help you with that. So she was kind of the start of it, Laura was. And so I interviewed these people to help me um, put this book together, and there were three of them. And I kept being led back to this one gal, her name is Donna May, and she wasn't Catholic. And I kept thinking in my heart, how can I have a Catholic lady design this book who is geared towards Catholics praying for the faithful departed? It just didn't seem right. But I just kept feeling that urge that, no, this is who God wants to have do this project. And so I ended up, I hired her. And in the process, I really got to see how God, it was God who worked through her that helped create this beautiful, beautiful book. Because I had one image I wanted in this book, and it was the image of the Piata. And um, and that's all I wanted was one image. All along, this Donna May wanted 
different images for each month because mm. each month is where you can stick your obituaries in to keep them and then you'd flip the next month and you'd have another image you so wanted. It's, it's a three ring binder it's a, well it's a spiral bound hard covered book um, is what it is and it starts out where you have some prayers that you can say for mm. the faithful departed and then it goes by month January gotcha. and one side of the page you can write the name of the person who passed um, you can put a uh, page on there in the back you can write more information about them and then the date they passed and then on the other side of that page is a little pocket folder hmm. you open that pocket folder up and you can put that obituary in that pocket folder from the funeral or from, from the, the funeral, from the from newspaper, the newspaper or, or and even like dad's i have his death certificate in there oh, yeah. for you know the month of october and um and then you keep that book out and i actually i've put one together for paulson monuments also at our office so i have one out for the people that we have helped do monuments for the people who have oh, passed wow. away and it's that book is strictly for the office there and uh-huh. then i have one for our house also with our family and our relatives oh, um but yeah so i really you know it just really was a process donna may just kind of real quick like when once this book was um or one quick story she just said laura i found an image i want to put in your book oh, yeah. and it's an image that catholics use i it, she said i've been researching it and this and that <laughs> and i'm like oh okay so i drove to brandon to see it and I, she opened it up and I am like bawling and it is an image of a rosary and it looks like my grandfather's rosary. And in that, on that page, she has to and from and a date. She said, this book can be given to anyone, Laura. She said, this is where they can write, whether they give it as a wedding gift, whether they give it to someone as a funeral gift, she said, or whether you just give it to a friend for a birthday. And I am thinking to myself, dear Lord, you knew this is who needed to create this book. And it is you who is creating it through me and through her it is not us um but we are your hands and your feet and i really have to apologize dear lord for taking as long as i did to create this book because i really did resist it and i really didn't think i was capable i didn't think that i had the education enough to know how but god does and if you just allow him to work through you and as i see heather sitting back there i just said to her earlier i mean heather too to me when i met you and you were behind this radio station thing and moving all these numbers and all these things i said to you did you go to school for this and she's like no (laughs) she said i just cannot believe i am doing this but i i see it in her also how god has moved her into this position and has brought her to a place where she's able to bring her beautiful voice across the radio station and bring people together to share the word of God. And it has been just a great, great blessing to be able to listen to you every day when you talk on the radio and know that you didn't go to school for this. This isn't what you intended, but God has intended you to do this. The Lord works in mysterious ways. If somebody wanted to get their hands on one of these family heirlooms, Laura, how would they go about that? Well, you can um, call me on my cell phone. I have the books in my office, which is um, 605-254-254. 3235. Or you can stop down in our office. We're on Highway 18 heading into Canton. Or you can visit us up on our website, which is rememberMeBook.com. RememberMeBook.com. Google search it right now if you're out there listening and you're just in the office. I got to type it in. Go ahead and check that out. Probably the easiest way is just to Google it to get that contact information. And then I'm telling you, this is a a must-have. It really is a family heirloom. It's going to be something you're going to want to buy a couple of. You're going to want to give it to some friends and families, Christmas, what have you. But uh, all of those people in your lives that have passed away and you don't have 
those those uh, uh, those cards from their from their funeral or the the brochures or the cutouts from the magazines. This is a place that you can store all those, and then each month of the year you can remember the loved ones that have passed away. Uh, it's it's really a trait. Let's take an opportunity to get a quick break here before we finish up this. Uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, morning of Rutten Radio on Lamb Catholic Radio. We'll be back in just a minute, and you're not going to want to miss the announcement of our special December guest, our November guest. No. Oh, no. Well, well, it's a, we'll, it's a, we'll, we'll uh, fight it we'll out. See. We have we'll a see when we come November back guest. if we're going to announce All right. the special guest. Time for a break. Pregnant? One word, many emotions. At Catholic Family Services, our experienced licensed therapists are here to help those experiencing an unplanned pregnancy in a safe, confidential setting at no charge. Our pregnancy counselors understand that every situation is unique and provide options counseling, including information regarding parenting or placing a child for adoption. Whatever you decide, we are committed to helping and supporting you throughout the entire pregnancy. Call 1-800-700-7867. Catholic Family Services offering a gift of hope with offices in Aberdeen, Brookings, Gettysburg, Pier, Mitchell, Yankton, and Sioux Falls. Thanks for your interest in our <laughs> checking account. Excuse me, what did you say? Uh, <laughs> fee checking. Are you saying free or fee? Yes. Not all free checking is really free. Switch to one that is. Free plus checking from First Premier Bank. No fees, no minimum balance. Plus free online and mobile banking. Bill pay. Over 24,000 surcharge-free ATMs and more. Visit firstpremier.com slash free for details. Or stop by a location to switch today. First Premier Bank. Believe in possibility. Member FDIC. At Mount Marty College, we believe in a college journey filled with purpose. We believe in developing the unique gifts that God gave you. We believe in rising above stereotypes, in shattering expectations and fears on your journey to become your very best self. We believe every student deserves an opportunity to shine. At Mount Marty, we believe in faith and a community that lifts you higher than you dare to dream. At Mount Marty College, we believe. From all of us here at the Lamb Catholic Radio, we'd like to wish a happy birthday to Deacon Jack Dalsed at St. Benedict's in Yankton, and Father Hendrick at Stephen, Big Ben, and Fort Thompson. Happy birthday and many blessings on your special day. The Diocesan Calendar is brought to you by Jameson Rounds, business broker partner with Murphy Business, Dakota Lakes. St. Joseph the Workman Parish in Huntermer will host its annual soup supper at Teope Hall in Colton on Sunday, October 23rd from 3.30 to 6.30 p.m. Bishop Paul J. Swain will be dedicating a statue of St. John Paul II on Saturday, October 22nd at 10 a.m. at St. Michael's Cemetery in Sioux Falls. Bishop Swain will also be blessing the committal prayer chapel at the cemetery. This diocesan calendar has been brought to you as a public service by Jamison Rounds, business broker partner with Murphy Business, Dakota Lakes. Prayers for the Faith of Departed is brought to you twice daily by Paulson Monuments of Canton, South Dakota, where you will notice the difference. We would like to pray today for the repose of the souls of Emilia Vignola, Ronald Schulte, and Sister Marie Joseph. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. 
May the souls of the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. If you have a deceased family member or a friend that you want us to pray for here at Lamb Catholic Radio, call us at 605-275-4659 or email the name of your loved one to info at lambradio.com. Prayers for the faithful departed heard in the 7 a.m. and 3 p.m. hours, Monday through Friday, is underwritten by Pulse and Monuments of Canton, South Dakota, offering quality service and value. And now back to the Rutten Brothers. Here's Joe Rutten. Welcome back here. We're with Father John Rutten and Laura Woods Rutten. Uh, And we were just talking about RememberMeProject.org, the website where you can get your hands on that family heirloom where you can remember the your loved ones that have passed away uh, with a monthly calendar where you put their their obituaries and things from their funeral cards and masses um, that's really a, a tremendous inspiration and project that the holy spirit gave you there laura and just a shout out there i think that i heard paulson monument mentioned as one of the sponsors of lamb radio uh, does that company ring a bell laura that sure does in january we became a sponsor of the new i think you guys had just started it did you not or had that been going yeah for a little while but we became the sponsors of the prayers of the faithful of the people who have passed away so when someone calls in our company paulson monuments um, sponsors that time on lamb catholic radio Awesome. That's wonderful. Well, that's, that's how great is that, that you have, you go from the Remember Me Project, which is a spiritual uh, apostolate to pray and remember those that have departed, uh, into actually running a business where you provide uh, a, a, a material product of the headstones for those that have passed away. What a wonderful, wonderful project. Um, John, you said you had a story over there or something that oh, you wanted yeah, to yeah. throw in the when, mix. When you're talking about how this all came about and he came through this Donna May who wasn't Catholic and um, the same thing happened to me in treatment I met Jesus Christ through a Protestant pastor and that for the longest time was difficult for me like because I couldn't wrap my head around like how come in the Catholic Church this doesn't happen to me or how come with a priest this didn't happen to me but it happens through them and what does it mean am I supposed to become follow this guy or like um, and in the end, like I, I got to look at my conscience. I knew what was true. And then all of a sudden, when I went back to the Catholic Church, I started seeing this life all over that I just never saw before. Um, but it had to. It made me like recognize how God was using this other pastor. Um, and why does He do these things? Why does He come in ways that we don't plan? Well, because otherwise we wouldn't point to Him. <laughs> exactly. If He came exactly how I lay it all out, I'd be like. Aren't I awesome? Yeah, exactly. But he comes about in these surprising ways, and you're like, I don't know how you just did this, but this is you. And this is you. And, and then exactly. all you can do is proclaim to the rooftops, like, Jesus is risen. Jesus <laughs> is risen. This has to be him. <laughs> I know. And that is the feeling when that book was published and we had it in our hands. I mean, the feeling of, wow, <laughs> this happened. He did it. I mean, that it was completed, that it was sitting in front of us all those hours, all that time. And I'm like, 
gee whiz, did you do all that or did I do that? No, I mean, how did that happen? Yeah, exactly, yeah. John. You know, the importance of praying for the faithful departed and maybe in future shows we need to make sure we get that allotted catechetical time where we can really get into some good catechesis and teaching because I, I think that's maybe, there's, there's a need, little bit more than just storytelling. <laughs> yeah. We need you, Father Paul. Uh, so, so that good catechesis though, but you know, we could maybe next time uh, we, we have you on, Laura, maybe we could get into a little bit more of that catechesis of why we pray for the dead. Don't we just go to heaven when we die? Like, what's this purgatory deal all about? And oh yeah, uh, there's really a lot we of totally good... Totally we totally boat, missed didn't the boat, we? Yeah, yeah. So, sorry if you're listening out there. We did nourish you spiritually, uh, catechetically. We just, we just humored you for two hours, I guess. But, but you know, there is... And not to make light of it, but in church work, you see it often where, you know, the, the way that people reference those is particularly if they've lost children is that they're in, you know, my angels in heaven now. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's okay. I'm not, but the reality is, is that you don't have an angel in heaven. You have a child in heaven. Angels are a whole different cre- creation of God. An angel is, is not a person. And so what does it mean when we die? What happens? These last things are final things that death, you know, we're all going to die. Uh, we're all going to be judged when we die. And then there's only two places that we end up eternally, and that's heaven or hell. And then Catholics throw this purgatory thing in there. Like, what's this thing all about? Like, as Grizz from OG, you know, used to say, uh, you know, you guys in that car wash deal. Oh. You know, he was, he was a Dutch reformed, you know, taught, taught oh, O'Gorman, though. Yeah, Is that yeah, the car no, wash? No, 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 no. Car, the car wash, car purgatory. Like, you guys got to oh. go through this car wash to get to heaven? Like, purgatory, you know? It's like, no, Grizz, it's not a car wash. But we could do some more catechesis on that. But when we die, we're not perfect. And in order to stand before God, we need to be perfect. And we need to have atoned for our sins through through the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And, you know, maybe just finishing up a minute, Laura, on the importance of praying for those holy souls that have passed. It is. It is very, very important. And there's um, there's lots of books out there that you can get to reference it. But they are calling on us. And when we die, they are not able to pray once you've passed away, you're not able to pray for yourself. You are counting on the people who are alive to pray for you, to offer up sacrifices for you. And that is what those visions that I had in the middle of the night were people that were standing there, friends and family that were saying, would you please remember me? Days would go by and I wouldn't remember them. Whereas if I would have, there were so many things throughout my day that I could have been offering up for them that I wasn't doing the dishes, making a meal when I was tired, folding clothes, um, you know, waiting up for the kids to get home. Um, There's just so many things, and they are. They're calling on us, and we are all going to be there someday, and we are all going to be wanting them to pray for us. And I just was, um, I had told the boys just a little bit ago, um, my mom, um, if you've ever gone out of mass with her or coming into mass and she goes to bless herself with the holy water and some people like we were at a confirmation and they were looking at her, she puts her hand in the holy water and before she blesses herself, she sprinkles that holy water on the floor. And why she does that is because the holy souls need holy water too. And I thought, you know what? They are, they're right here with us and they do not have holy water and she faithfully does that then she'll put her hand back in and then she'll bless herself um so all of you out there who are going to mass today or tomorrow or on sunday 
shout out to those uh, holy souls. <laughs> all the priests little... <laughs> in town are going to be like, why is there water all, all over, over the our floor? floor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Monica Rutten. <laughs> well, um, that, that, that's a great story, Laura. We, we're so happy that you're able to join us. We, we want to yeah. bring you back on, talk more about these these souls of the faithful department, do some catechesis. So uh, we're just grateful. Now, when we take a look at Rutten Radio, we're grateful for our new sponsor for Mount Marty joining the mix here. Um, Laura, it's been great having you. John, as always, uh, it's it's been fun. To yeah, everyone, and I didn't get yep. to tell as many stories as I wanted to about the two of them, so I'll be sure to get those in next time. Awesome. <laughs> this is just my first time. <laughs> <laughs> well, stay tuned for the next guest uh, appearance by Laura Rutten Woods. Uh, to everyone listening, we're humbled that you took time uh, out of your day here to join us. You can listen to us. Uh, it's platformed. You can listen to us at any time you want. Go back, watch the show again when you're running, doing whatever, doing the laundry at lambcatholicradio.com. You can get uh, that's the live streams right there go ahead and check us out um until next time remember to keep the faith close love those close to you and have hope in jesus christ our lord we'd just like to finish off with an announcement of our special november guest we are excited to welcome our special guest our mother monica Donnelly Rutten for the November show of Land and I'm Catholic glad you Radio. Rutten. <laughs> Hold on, no, folks. There's no going back, Ma. <laughs> so listen up next month as we come at you live. We'd like to finish with our family prayer, which is called the Family Prayer. Uh, on behalf of the Ruttons, thank you. May you have a great day as we pray. Our Father, Our Father we, we thank you for your love and for your many blessings, blessings especially for the precious gift of each other. Help us to show our gratitude by loving each other as you love us. Make us understanding and patient with one another, quick to admit our failings and ask forgiveness, generous in sharing the joy and strength we can give each other. Father, give our family lively faith and the courage to share it with those around us. Direct us to the state in life you plan for each of us and help us to use your gifts to serve you. We entrust our family to your fatherly care Preserve us from the corruption of the modern world and help us draw closer daily to you and to each other until we come to share with you the joys of heaven. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, help us to be a holy family. Amen. You've been listening to the Rutten Brothers, brought to you in part by Mount Marty College, preparing tomorrow's leaders in the Catholic Benedictine tradition. On the Lamb Catholic Radio Network, 91.3 KSTJ, Hartford, Madison, Mitchell, Yankton, 104.3 LP, Juan Diego Radio for Sioux Falls, and 88.9 KSJP, Ipswich, Aberdeen, and online at lambradio.com. Join us November 9th for another edition of the Rutten Brothers.